Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Find out about new shows, featured guests, and what's up this week. Find us on Facebook by searching keyword Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Allo Cadabra. Allo Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. D-Love just spilled strawberry ice cream all over himself and went running out of the room, so he can't say he's ready. But Jay and Joy are with me. Are you guys ready for sex with Jaya? We are. We are, and, and that just shows the hazards of jing slinging. <laughs> yeah, yes, when you sling your jing strawberry shake all over my white, beautiful liberator rug. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, disclaimer time. We need the disclaimer time music, D-Love. Can you sing it? <laughs> As he's trying to clean strawberry ice cream up all over the floor. Uh, the content presented on this show today is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, otherwise known as the FDA. The information and the products discussed on this show are not any way medical advice. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based Solely on this informational content. Before making changes to your diet, your lifestyle, before doing any meditation or pranayama or crazy orgiastic tantric things, please consult your physician or naturopathic doctor. Using this informational content without first consulting your health practitioner or professional is your right as a human being, and my guests and I assume no responsibility. Please do not apply the ideals and suggestions that you hear on this show if you are not willing to assume this risk. Now, on with Joe. Our topic today is from extreme to blissful tantric sex practices. My expert guests are Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson, authors of numerous books and educational programs, and they're going to share their controversial opinion on some of the more taboo practices of Agora Tantra. Agora means without fear. These practices include conscious crossing, crossing of social and personal boundaries for the purpose of spiritual evolution, Practices such as piercing, we've done shows on that, meditation in cremation grounds. I have one of my favorite books ever by Bhagavan Das. He talks about all kinds. Jay's, Jay's nodding his head. He knows that it's book. Great book. One of my favorites. It's called um, It's Here Now Are You by Bhagavan Das. We love yeah. that. 
Um, imbibing of mind-altering substances are traditionally practices. practiced. Along with these traditional rituals, we're also going to discuss ways in which agoric approach can be adapted and employed in modern Western society. But Tantra is not just about the extreme. We're also going to share some bliss, all the bliss bunny Tantra people out there. You know, we're, we're going to include those practices, too, that deepen relaxation and thus heighten our sexual pleasure. Plus, they have this great Ananda Nidra meditation that, you know, I'm huge into yoga Nidra. So I, of course, was very into that. And we're going to talk about that. Um, so. To Jay and Joy, because we're talking about the taboo today, and you know, there was this ritual that I learned in Tantra called the Maithuna, where you partake in meat, wine, wheat, you know, some taboo foods, which of course for me being a vegetarian since five years old, that was very, very taboo. So take it away on the taboo foods. Well, there's so many things that are taboo just considered in the conventional realm that we thought we'd hit on a couple of those things that people wore. Uh, a little more familiar with. So as Jing Masters, we look at the whole person. We're going to navigate through some of that marketing and hype and reveal the real truth about foods that elevate all of you. So uh, if you have trouble remembering where you leave things and does your skin look like an elephant's knee, then this first thing is probably something that you need. We're going to stand up and applaud butter. That's right. Ghee. Butter is is a, an amazing thing for you to consume. It's so delicious. So toss those fake margarines, which are frankenfoods and full of synthetic chemicals and preservatives, and you're going to love to have the taste of real butter on your food again. So I'm going to do, the, do butter in two categories. But first we're going to talk about ghee, and then we're going to talk about raw butter, but probably mostly about ghee. And the, the reason why butter is so taboo, though, is, um, and, and this gets into what we'll be talking about with all these things, really, is it's what they've done to the foods, you know, in more modern day, because people have been eating butter for hundreds of years, thousands of years, who knows? From the time that they realized there was milk, no. there's been butter. The problem with uh, butter conventionally and traditionally is that, or, or actually more recently, is that they've now they've put in growth hormones and all sorts of other chemicals into the, into the uh, product that makes it not good for us. So let's get to what it makes it, what does make it good for us. So some of the longest living people in the world eat raw butter and clarified butter. This amazing amber liquid melts in your mouth. It can be used for uh, cooking and baking, but what's it good for? Well, it's been used in Ayurvedic practice for over 2,000 years. Um, ghee has about 14 grams of fat per tablespoon. It's good for healthy skin, mental clarity, really good for digestion. Most people don't know that. It helps assimilate um, all those nutrients that we're taking in. It helps support hormone function and the transmission of those hormones and also building and maintaining your nervous system. And it builds Jing, too. It does. And uh, part of that is probably the CLA or, or the uh, conjugated linoleic acid, which actually aids in Joy's using those big words again. Big words. Uh, CLA. <laughs> just know this, that it aids in weight loss. It actually helps burn that stubborn body fat. So butter helps burn body fat, believe it or not. The good kind. The good kind. And um, if, if you're looking for good sources of raw butter and raw dairy, you can go to realmilk.com, and that's a fantastic website where you can track down local farmers and you can get the real stuff rather than the uh, corrupted pasteurized stuff that's found in most stores. And the easiest way to find it is to, is to get ghee. And our favorite mm-hmm. ghee is Ancient Organics. Yeah, we Ancient love. Organics is ancient amazing. Organics. Yummy, butterscotchy stuff. You know what? I rub it on my breasts. 
<laughs> I've not tried that yet. Well, you know, <laughs> breast restoration. It's part of the practice using shatavari ghee on your breasts to rejuvenate the breasts. And after breastfeeding, you know, I lost a lot of elasticity and t- good tissue growth. So, you know, rub it on your lover's breast and lick it off. That would be my recommendation. Let's try it now. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on from dairy, um, you know, a- another big one is meat, which uh, Jaya, you had mentioned. And meat, again, along with dairy, you know, uh, meat's been eaten for quite a long time by by human people, and it has a lot of benefits to it. Um, the the fats, especially the amino acids, the proteins that people get from meat, and you know, depending on people's blood type, you know, blood type O's need need more meat than than other people. Um, you know, there are some cultures that have been you know traditionally vegetarian for for um, a number of years. But, um, you know, the stigma around meat really comes from, again, the hormones that are being injected into the animals and the conditions of, of farms these days, too. And then the, the actual cooking of it, which joy creates, creates what? Oh, well, at, that's glycation. Those are cross-linking. And when you, when you have it like that, then that causes cross-linking in you as well. That cross-linking, you can see it when you see wrinkles around the eyes or wrinkles in your skin. That's that glycation that happens. If you take a piece of meat and drop it in a pan, you'll see when it, when it hits the pan that it caramelizes. That's the glycation we're talking about. Only it happens inside you. So meat still is a good thing. We need the L-arginine uh, for hormone. We need to have um, the other constituents in it because it, again, helps our, our bodies build, especially uh, our bone marrow. Bone marrow, blood. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, so with meat, you just want to avoid the, the charcoal. Don't, don't cook it too much and always get the, the organic, the grass-fed uh, when going with beef. Yeah, it's and, the best source. Yeah. Grass-fed. Um, free range and yeah, it's it's worth the extra couple cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Should I rub the meat on my breasts? Oh, you can. <laughs> you can try that. They, they do. I've seen it at tailgate parties. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, so, to do with so another one. Um, you know, tobacco. T- tobacco is quite taboo these days. And you know, the interesting thing about tobacco, a lot of people know about the downsides of, of tobacco and, you know, it, it's a stimulant for sure. Um, but again, it's what they add to the tobacco, because if you, if you look at tobacco traditionally, you know, tobacco is one of the very, very top most sacred herbs on the entire planet, especially where we're living here in North America, also South America. Um, you talk to any shaman in, in either hemisphere, North America or South America, tobacco is going to be up there with the very most top sacred plants. And, you know, you, you can look at that from uh, the, the antiviral and immune components of it. But there's also a sacredness in, in what the shamans work with, um, dealing with the spirit world and, and the power of intention. It's probably the most powerful herb in the world, uh, working with the power of intention also. So... Um, certainly getting it in its, uh, chemicalized carcinogen form in cigarettes these days is not what we want, not what we want. No, but so you're uh, saying make it into a tea or are you still saying to smoke it or what's your, what well, you if, if you get the, the pure stuff, you can smoke it. You know, the way that a lot of shamans actually take it, um, especially down in South America is they actually, um, they seep it in water, they boil it, they, they make a tea out of it, and then they actually snort it up their nostrils, and it gets right into the system that way. But that, that's how they take it quite a bit. And you do want to watch out, of course, for um, 
you know, the amount of smoke that you inhale for your for your lungs um, also. Well, I'm going to be tweaked this whole show. I have a feeling I'm going to be sitting here like, do you love you're going to have to talk? I'm going to crawl in a hole now. Yeah, let's go to something a little sweeter. We'll go right to sugar then. Um, <laughs> right to sugar. Right to, not, sugar. right to sugar. Right to sugar. Right to sugar. The average American uh, today eats between 150 to 170 pounds of simple sugars per year. 100 years ago, it used to be four pounds. So we're overdoing it. We're overdoing it. And for every person who eats five pounds of sugar per year, Joy, how much? How much does somebody else have to eat? 295 pounds. Almost a pound a day of sugar. And and let me tell you something. There's a lot of people that are doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, one out of four, one out of four. So why is sugar good? Um, it, it helps feed your brain. It helps build your system. And we're talking about the non-processed stuff. We want to get our sugars. Food form. Food form right from the fructose that's in our fruits and our vegetables and our juices. And even some of our herbs mm-hmm. have a, a great, you know, sort of, uh, you know, fructose and glucose, glucose in them. That's what we want. Right. And, there, you know, there, there are benefits also to sugar's other form, uh, the fermented form, which is alcohol. Uh, especially traditional forms of uh, fermentation, which uh, utilize wild fermentations and were actually beneficial for, yeah, for, for the gut. Um, really, really good um, sources of probiotics. Um, with a lot of modern-day processing, again, a lot of that is lost. But even still, um, red wine has benefits with its antioxidants and resveratrol. Oh, uh, resveratrol. Do yeah. you love your, you're a fan of the red I'm wine a fan sometimes? Resveratrol. Yeah. yeah. I'll pump that stuff, man. Yeah. Direct. It's super antioxidant. It's it's youth building and anti aging. And how are we doing on time, Miss Jaya? Uh, I think we have to go to break. <laughs> so short of it, I rub sugar, ghee, meat, and all of tobacco, the snort tobacco. tobacco. Snort tobacco. <laughs> and then eat it all. And then you're free of all taboos, yeah. Wow. Okay, Jay and Joy from ginsleers.com. Thank you again. We'll have you on next week. And more Sex with Jaya and our expert guests when we return. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya. 
world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. We're back with Sex with Jaya. What lubricant is 95% organic aloe vera? Aloe Cadabra. Check out why they're my favorite lubricant at AlloCadabra.com and enter coupon code Jaya for 20% off. That's J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. So I'm so excited to have my guests on today. We're talking about taboo and, you know, I... I blush easily, and I don't do well with taboo things sometimes. From, I don't like being in trouble. From or... a polyamorous, sex-educating super freak <laughs> comes fear of taboo. <laughs> so my guests, Mark A. Michaels and Patricia Johnson, they're authors. They do educational programs. They've got this great audio CD out. So I, I just want to – hello first. Hi. Hi. I, I guess Thanks I'm for excited. having us. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> So sex in itself can be a really taboo subject, you know, mixing sexuality and spirituality, and then you get even more taboo. But you purchase your Micah, t- Michael, t- uh, Mark, I'm going to call you Michael. I'm going to do it a hundred million times. That's, that's okay. It's happened ever since I was a little kid. I'm used okay. to it. <laughs> I, everyone calls me Jennifer. I don't know where that comes from either, <laughs> but yeah, people okay. think I'm a Jennifer. Okay. So Patricia and Mark, tell us about your approach to Agora Tantra. What is it and what's your interest in it? Well, first of all, I think we should say that, that Agora Tantra really refers to a specific tantric sect, and we have not been initiated into that lineage. But the principles, I think, are things that people can apply, whether or not they follow the traditional Agori way or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned Bhagavan Das earlier on, and, and he's got a great <laughs> description of one of the Agori practices in his book, he's a, he actually married us. So he's a, so a he's a dear special, friend yeah, of ours. Yeah. So you know him. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, so, I mean, the Agoris in, in India are often the, the um, tantric practitioners who are the ones who frequent the cremation grounds, who do a lot of the most extreme uh, kinds of practices up to and including as that anecdote in the book, uh, kind of gruesomely illustrates he uh, the the gory and that actually eats some uh, some of a body that's being burned on a funeral pyre. Okay. So it's to that level of extreme activity that they will engage. 
the purpose of it is that from their perspective, the world is divine and that the divisions that we make between sacred and profane are artificial and dualistic. And they plunge about as deeply into the profane as you possibly could to experience the sacred within it. Mm. Groovy. I like these people. <laughs> I like them, D-Love. Uh, D-Love has a Bacchanalian streak, I would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, I, it just reminds me of, you know, D-Love, you love to go to Burning Man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that could be kind of like... I can definitely mix the sacred and the profane. Yeah. Yeah. You have cross-dressing purple people and fire-breathing dragons on all sorts of inebriants and doing rituals and I don't think anybody there has eaten anybody else's carcass. No. (laughs) (laughs) So what are some of the traditional rituals besides you you talk about piercing and I know, you know, when people think about Tantra, I think they often think of things that they hear about that are sensational, like, oh, having orgies. People ask me, oh, you practice Tantra. Does that mean you have orgies? Um, What are some of the other rituals? Well, I, I, I think you kind of hit on it early on that the actual Maithuna or Maithuna ceremony or 5M ceremony um, is actually a, a spiritual practice that, although it includes sex, includes other things that are actually taboo-breaking activities. It's difficult in our culture because the 5M ceremony, I mean, most of the Sim- symbolic substances really aren't shocking to our system and aren't taboo. Uh, it's not taboo. I mean, for some to eat meat, I mean, you could go into a restaurant and eat meat and people wouldn't look at you or have grains or, uh, you know, and certainly plenty of us have plenty of different sexual partners and, and that's something we can freely choose in our culture. So alcohol is not a taboo, nor is eating fish. So, all of these things, though, in a, in, a, in a very strict, especially Brahminic Hindu culture, are, you know, are quite extreme. And, and often the sexual partners in the tantric rituals were, and still are, people from a, a lower, you know, from different caste. And so that's another huge transgression in, in Indian society. So what do we do with this as Westerners? I mean, how do we take this kind of practice and make it useful for our culture and make it something that functions for us? And what we suggest is that people kind of look for inner taboos rather than um, bigger, broader social taboos and nudge your inner world a little bit and see what kind of empirical knowledge you can come up with when you cross over to something that you thought, oh, well, I, I, I don't do this, or I'm not a person who would like that, or, um, you know, what do you learn when you do actually try some experience or do something different? So what are you thinking, D-Love? I know uh, you're thinking about one. Well, no, I just thought that you are going to suggest that we have to eat dead people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, we're not. We are not recommending that, and you know, I don't think the FDA would approve either. No, no, but I mean, it's it's ritually practiced in the Catholic Church and other churches all the time. It's not yeah, right. right. It's Body not and blood a, of Christ. Yeah, I mean, so it's in a sense not that taboo. <laughs> so, I mean, albeit you know, it's baked and refined. <laughs> but, <laughs> I'll take mine with cheese, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
So, so I was thinking of mine, what mine would be. And, we, you know, meat is still one for me. Yes. And alcohol yeah. is still one for Alcohol's me. Like, I mean, the, the my tuna for, for sure is like still those five things. Any inebriation that comes outside of the context of ritual um, lacks a, the sacred element for Jaya. I mean, so, just even having sex for pleasure was a taboo for me for mm. a long time. Uh, if it was wow. out of the context of a tantric ritual. Wow. That actually, I think, is a really important statement that you've just made, and it's something we talk about quite a lot, which is that, I mean, the idea in Tantra is that it's all sacred when you really get down to it. And so as long as, and I, I don't want this to come up like, oh, you, you're, but it, it being about you, as long as it's it's like it's only okay to have sacred sex and the quickie that you have just, you know, before you run up, out the door is profane, we're getting still we're locked in dualistic thinking, if you yep. and a very kind of Christian dualism. Moralistic. So that's, that's the good kind of sex. The other, after two martinis, when he bit me over the vanity and had his way, we still namaste, no matter what kind of sex we have, mm. to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> now, but, the, uh, second, the second one's much more uh, sacred than the first. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I think talking about the, the 5M ceremony and, and one that, that we've been involved in um, this, some years back when absinthe was still illegal in the U.S. But so for the one that we planned, we had for the grain, we had Captain Crunch cereal. Peanut butter. Peanut butter Captain cereal. Crunch, which was a big taboo. <laughs> that would be hard for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> it has hydrogenated oil in it. <laughs> oh my god! Right. <laughs> so we had absinthe and venison. venison. Oh, no, we had buffalo. It was buffalo. Was it local, was it local hunted. Okay, local so hunted so for the meat, I mean, we kind of had you know something local, and then smoked salmon for the fish. Again, sort of, you know, an indigenous kind of food because we are in America, not India. But um, you know, some of the things we picked because. They were in personal. certain circles, they're like really taboo. Like Patricia's a vegetarian, so that the and she hadn't had any meat in <sighs> years. When that was a shock. <laughs> so, wow. so why would people want to push their boundaries? Why would they want to do something like this? You know, that, that's always I have to know why. Why do yeah. I want to eat meat? Why do I want to push eat Captain Crunch and dead things and you know. <laughs> Yeah, and there, there's no reason to do that unless there is a why. So the purpose is really... There, there are actually several purposes. Um, one of the things we like to talk about is making a distinction between morals and ethics, um, which people tend to treat as synonymous. And to get in a little bit of the etymology of it, as we understand it, morals is actually a, derived from a Latin word, which was a translation of the Greek ethos. But the implication in morality is that it's custom. In the Latin origins of it, imply custom of the place. Greek, the Greek word ethos has its roots in the word Sans, the Sanskrit word swa, from which you get swami, and it implies one's own. Now, don't ask me how it, we went from swa to ethos, but somehow we did. <laughs> and so, ethics implies a personal connection with the truth, whereas morality implies something that's more culturally determined. You're just acting like the your neighbors do. 
and Impo- and also imposed from above the, the yeah imposed knowledge and right. i mean if you think about it there are things that are very normal in our culture that are absolutely shocking and taboo in another culture and vice versa so um and so there, sometimes there's this unconscious uh, acceptance of social rules or social morals and that they are uh, right as well and um, when you use taboo crossing as a, a spiritual practice, you're gathering, you're, you're getting acquainted with your own ethics so that you know yourself personally and very deeply. So then when you choose to act or not act in a certain way, you're doing it really from uh, an, an inner wisdom and a, and a knowledge that you've gained from experience as opposed to what you've just been told. So the, the, then the question comes up to me of like boundaries versus versus something that's a resistance. Um, gosh, well, <laughs> that's a whole other can of worms. We have to go to break actually. So <laughs> okay. about that. Um, but when we come back, we're going to talk some more about all these taboos and you know, just ways. I think you know what this is really about. In essence, for me, is about releasing shame. Um, and how we can release shame, because that being a big, big thing for me and a big motivation for why I do the work that I do and why I do this show. So more Sex with Jaya when we return. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. 
Now back to Sex with Jaya. Ready to learn more about tantric sex and massage? Check out my DVD series, Red Hot Touch. It's really a lot of my tantra training packaged together in a series about touch. I didn't want to call it a tantra DVD, so I called it Red Hot Touch so that it would be accessible to everybody in case they were afraid of tantra because they thought it was too taboo. Getting it in through the back door. Yeah. Literally, there's a backdoor uh There, there is DVD. some backdoor. <laughs> You'll learn tantric touch techniques that you can do instantly. You can visit redhottouch.com. Use coupon code JAYA for 20% off. That's J-A-I-Y-A. We're back with our guest, Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson. They're authors. They have a great uh, program that um, actually the Anandra Nidra, Ananda Nidra, which we're going to talk about. Um, I love the word Ananda. 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 I think I should have chosen. That was going to be my child's name at one point. Ananda. Ananda. Yeah. But our son is Eamon, not Ananda. I I lost out, I think, on that one. Yeah. Well, Ananda, was that male or female? It can be either. Okay. Okay, So (laughs) um, our guest today, their website is tantrapm.com. That's tantra, T-A-N-T-R-A-P-M.com. And um, we were t- we we're talking about, you know, ethics and morals. And I asked the question before break about what's the difference between, you know, a true boundary? I mean, when is it really a no and just, you know, resistance to something? When do you know that within yourself? Um, well, I, I think sometimes people think that the taboo crossing as a practice means you do it until you l- learn to like that thing that was taboo for you. And that's not the case. I mean, if you think, oh, I don't, I may not be someone who likes this activity, um, and you try it, and you go, gee, now I really know for sure I am someone who does not like this activity, then that's fine. Then you're done with it, or you may visit it in years to come just to check out and see if it, am I still somebody who doesn't like this activity. Mm-hmm. I I think another piece of it, too, is that, and and certainly when we we start encouraging people to explore this, we say, start with little things. You know, start with talking to a stranger at the supermarket. Very subtle stuff is where the most profound things can be discovered. So it's not uh, something that someone around you might even know you're doing. Because you've got to have, and you've got to have some experience with this and a real solid sense of grounding because you may do something that where you come up against the boundary and maybe even go a little bit too far and cross that personal boundary and you don't feel good afterwards about yourself, you know. And I think that for somebody who's just starting out on this, you don't want to have that because with experience and more self-knowledge, you, you get into a better place for being able to handle if there's some repercussions mm-hmm. but if you're just starting out you've got to really be gentle with it yeah i mean i've been in the i've been into this stuff for a bazillion years it feels like like i don't know at least 15 years and i uh last year decided to stretch my boundaries and have sex out of being in love with someone and that was a huge deal and then after i did it i was like well i did that i don't feel bad about doing it i just realized it just wasn't for me i like mm-hmm. to be in love yeah, that's a great example. That's a big example. I wouldn't advise everyone to start with that. <laughs> but it's a great example, you know, and it's empirical, true knowledge you have now. So, yeah. 
So what are some ways that people might release shame? You know, I get so many people who are like, you're so open about sexuality, but I'm, I, I still say to them, you know, I'm still peeling layers. I'm, I think I'll always be peeling layers of, of deep shame from living in the culture that we live in and parental upbringing and religion and so many other things. And, you know, even just like I was talking about, we were talking about earlier, you know, having sex out of the sacred context, like D-Love. I, I didn't date guys who weren't like Tantra guys, you know, like D-Love was my, I, I just happened to meet him in a time in my life when I was like, I say I got off of Tantra Island finally. And I was like, <laughs> wow, that was really good in and out burger sex. Um, <laughs> you know, so, so it's just, it's like, that was a whole new experience to have something out of the context of sacred or Tantra. And, and so for me, I was like, oh, wow, here's more shame. I've never really had sex just for the pure pleasure of, excuse my French, fucking somebody, you know, what's that like? And so I got to explore that with D-Love. And, and so what are some things that you would recommend about people just releasing shame about sexuality in general? Um, well, I mean, if they start with small steps with the idea of taboo crossing as a, being a spiritual practice so that, that you're crossing into realms that might might be a little embarrassing or might be a little challenging, but for the purpose of gaining knowledge and for cre- increasing your awareness or finding states that are blissful, um, that practice alone will start to give you different messages and rewire your brain around these those kind of feelings. Um, so I would think. I think another piece of it is really, an, although when we when we teach couples, we we often say that communication is overrated and discourage people from talking a lot of the time and, and encourage them to connect in other ways. I do think that talking about sex is really, really critical as a first step. I mean, if you don't talk about it, you're, you're not going to get the sex you want for one thing. Mm-hmm. And for another, you're not really, you're not bringing awareness to it. But if you can, at least if you're in a relationship, at least start to have a conversation with your partner yeah, it's a really huge piece of it. I mean, I would recommend, too, if couples never had the, this as a topic, not going, honey, let's sit down and talk about our sex life, but talk about a general topic, you know, um, or, I don't know. Or honey, what do you it, think about anal movie. sex? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> or, or just the, the, you know, or what it... What kind of messages did you get of around anal sex when you were growing up? I mean, just a general, less pointed, I don't know, way. It's really kind of bringing it out of the closet, you know. I think that's that's a very important part of it. And the other thing that is really important and we encourage people to do is masturbate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's an incredible tool for discovering more about yourself as a sexual being. And if you can embrace it as a practice, you know, that's also a way of starting to lift the shame. The, and if they the, want to take it a step further, they can masturbate for 101 days and put a blog about, up about it every day. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I did it. 101 days of pleasure.com. I masturbated for 101 days straight and blogged about it every day. I'm going to say your website again, tantrapm.com. If you want to find out more about my guests today, Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson, we're talking about Tantra and just the taboo aspects of some of it and helping to release shame around sexuality. So I love this. There's another piece on the shame, and this is a little bit of a tangent, but I think 
to bring it back a little a little to the agora aspect of it and and maybe there's a way that this feeds in when we teach our class on agora tantra we we read a passage from a bengali tantric text called the damara tantra and it involves a process where the practitioner I'm sorry to return to death again but gets gets the corpse of a fetus that has been killed by a lightning strike okay that's <laughs> <laughs> it it's a tall order which is yeah. a part of the point of this of this uh, this story and then proceeds to flatten it and cure it for a period of time until, until no there's no odor. more bad smells in it then you meditate upon the seat for several days until and you you're doing a mantra to Kali, and eventually this really loathsome and ferocious Putrid. version of Kali appears and basically offers the practitioner two things that essentially will protect him and grant the wishes that he is seeking to have granted. But the protection piece is really the important part of it. Because what the story is about is about an alchemical process where you're taking these things that are the things that most frighten us and most terrify us. And you're transforming them through practice into allies, into things that will protect us, fulfill our wishes. And so I think that, you know, in some respects, the shame piece, the more that you can face that shame, the more that you can acknowledge it and maybe even embrace it a little bit, the more it can become something that's an ally in setting you free as a sexual being. So I was just talking, I'm going to open up another can of worms. I was just talking to my sister because we're about to go on this uh, big TV show and my sister's going to play the antagonist because she's a hardcore Christian. And you know, she, her belief is that we've become too sexualized as a culture and that this is a major issue, that we shouldn't be talking about sex, that sex is everywhere. What would you say to that? I wouldn't say it's authentic sex that's everywhere. I think it's commercials and, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, things that uh, really keep you on a state of longing and a state of sort of wanting to consume the next thing, which is not really sexuality. It's a state of titillation, unfulfilled titillation. And I would agree if that's what she's talking about. Yes, there is too much of that in our culture. Um, not authentic pleasure that's very sating and very hot and erotic in a real genuine sense. Do you love sharing yeah. his Adre- adrenal uh, or what's the um, you know, people are addicted to it? Skydivers, that whole yeah, adrenaline rush. Adrenaline rush, like it's all adrenaline and feeding the lowest common denominator of desire. Well, it's not only that; it's like it's to sell products. Yeah, you know? exactly, and. <laughs> And they've done the science to figure out exactly how to sell the most products by titillating us the yeah. most and making us feel the worst about ourselves to have to go buy the product that will make us cool to be able to have yeah. sex with Jennifer Aniston. And, and it kind of goes back to – yeah, or whoever. It kind of goes exactly. back to, the, it, it goes back to the, the kind of ethos and morality distinction, which is that because we're fed this sexual imagery constantly, and it's not just – you know, it's – it's porn, it's everywhere, and it's very standardized. And so, and nothing although, against Jennifer Aniston, but she's, <laughs> she, she's not my ideal as far as really sexiness and embodiment no. of sensuality. So, <laughs> um, yeah. But, but so, so, 
(laughs) (laughs) So we get this commercialized image that's sort of one size fits all. And as a result, you know, people aren't, are still not connecting with their own authentic sexual self. And until we really have honest conversation, you know, not, not this sort of hyped up sensationalized dialogue, people are not going to connect with themselves sexually. Um, for the Christian world, you know, we, we were at the Virginia festival of the book a few years ago and, and, uh, a psychiatrist who deals primarily with with female sexual dysfunction, who's at the UVA and lives in the area and treats a lot of born-again Christian patients. And women come in and say, I can't have an orgasm. And she says, well, do you masturbate? And they say, generally, no, I'm married. I'd never do that. And probably before they were married, they'd never do it either. So, you know, yeah, we live in a sexualized culture, but how many people still have no self-knowledge sexually. I bet it's it's a it's very a large percentage. Mm-hmm. On that note, we have to go to a break. My guests today, tantrapm.com is their website. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of my favorite all-time practices, the Yoga Nidra, and their new program called Ananda Nidra, and the benefits of relaxation in regards to our sexual life and pleasure. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. 
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. TantraPM.com is their website. I'm talking with Mark Michaels and Patricia Johnson about Agora Tantra. And you guys have a book, right? Two. Two Two books. books. Tell us about your books. Uh, The first book is The Essence of Tantric Sexuality, and that is based on the uh, lectures that Dr. John Mumford gave at Nasticon in 1976. To the best of our knowledge, that's the first time an initiated Swami spoke about sexual tantric practices in a public venue in the West. So, in their, yeah. So. And so he gave the lectures. They were available on tape for a number of years, and uh, a lot of people borrowed that information, but the original material kind of was being lost. And so Patricia decided to start transcribing the lectures and Swamiji gave us his blessings to go ahead and make a book out of it, which involved um, updating some of the material, putting a bit of our own take in, and ironing out his very elliptical way of speaking into something more linear. And it won USA Book News Best Books in Sexuality for the year it was published. um, 2007. And our second book, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment, won the same award as well. And that is a little less esoteric. Um, and it's more of a workbook. It's, it's using sort of sexual self-exploration and journaling and, and observation of your experiences as a gateway to an understanding of Tantra. And he calling me. <laughs> You're bringing out the beast in him or something. He's making like teeth gnashing and calling at me. All this talk. Um, so... Let me switch from teeth gnashing and all this taboo to relaxation. And you created this new program. Can you tell us why you created Ananda Nidra? I love Yoga Nidra, but I always feel like the thing that's missing from it are the genitals. Yeah, yeah, right. So um, <laughs> we uh, we were initiated in uh, Yoga Nidra by Dr. John Mumford, who he he was initiated by Satyananda Saraswati, who brought Yoga Nidra to the West in around the 1960s, I guess. And so we we went through it and learned it and studied the principle, principles. And I was like, like you, I was like, wow, that's such a great, deep, poignant, profound state. Why we just put people into that state and then take them back out? Why don't we do something fun with it? Why don't we imbue people with pleasurable sensations? Why don't we get into their subconscious with, you know, sensuality and really keep that percolating by uh, taking advantage of that, those states, those really magical states? So we start, we kind of developed Ananda Nidra, obviously inspired by Yoga Nidra, seven or eight years ago, and we 
we put a version of it into our book, Tantra for Erotic Empowerment. And the owner of Project Records attended a session of Ananda Nidra that we gave a few years back and just was blown away by it. He said he loved it because it took him to a place he'd never been before. Mm. And so he's sort of been after us for the last three years to make the CD. We were very excited about the collaboration because uh, the backing tracks are done by prominent musician um, Steve Roach, who pioneered ambient music. Mm-hmm. And um, he backs my reading of the meditation. And Mark's backing is by Black Tape for a Blue Girl. And what they are is, is really legitimate compositions in their own right. And they create a soundscape in which this imagery you can just create a, a palette for you so that you can just start to paint all of this imagery freely. It's really. And yeah. And for my part, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of, you know, having kind of between Patricia and me come up with, with the concept of Ananda Nidra and, and this taking of yoga Nidra into a more sensual and erotic realm. But for me, the music is really the thing that makes these CDs outstanding and, and exciting because a lot of meditation CDs, you either get kind of cheesy, new agey music, or you get, right. you get like canned pseudo Indian sounding music. Yeah. But with this, it's 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 modern, it's electronic, it's ambient, but it complements the meditation beautifully, and mm-hmm. it just it I just love listening to it. Mm-hmm. And even though it's my own voice, which I don't usually like, I can actually do it listening to myself. <laughs> I actually would recommend this for women who have difficulty having orgasm because relaxation is such a big key. And when you have trouble relaxing, you know, like even doing this before you make love, um, you know, with your partner, all of that kind of stuff. So we are unfortunately. You're coming to the end of the show. <laughs> so tantrapm.com. The time goes so fast. Thank you so much, Patricia and, and Mark, for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. And I just have to say that they, uh, Details Magazine just did a big, giant spread, five pages, D-Love. No, with the first two. Yeah, two big pictures um, uh, of about D-Love and I and John, our partner. And so you can check that out, Details Magazine. That just came out like two days ago. Um, they misquoted us a bunch, of course. We don't hate old hippies. <laughs> And John doesn't think people who go to play parties are teenagers. We just have to set the record straight. So we're letting everyone know. Yeah, we said some derisive things, but they were misinterpreted. <laughs> Definitely misinterpreted. That's what happens in the media. You know, they have to make it their they have to make it fit to their story. And we also don't have boring sex lives. Like they made us sound like we were so boring. Like married an old married couple. Yeah. And John and I are monastic. It's just that we practice tantra. But he didn't get that. No. He just put that we, we are like monastic. Like we, we're <laughs> totally boring yeah. monks, dead, half dead. But anyway, we <laughs> love the article and, uh, you know, lots of exciting media stuff. So look for us on the, on the television set near you. Yeah? Yeah. Do you love? Groovy. We're, we're doing it. All right. So you can visit my site, sexisyou.com, for more great information like you heard on this show. Special thanks to my guests today, Patricia and Michael from tantrapm.com, for sharing some taboo practices with us. And be sure to check out my new audio program, Keep Up, Sexual Health and Longevity for Men. Oh, and I just added like a bazillion awesome aphrodisiacs to my store which I can't wait to share with everyone. I'm just so stoked that I have all these aphrodisiacs, including 
male soak moth, which I haven't taken yet because it's too taboo for me. Boost the economy and get horny. <laughs> buy, buy herbs. <laughs> we're, we're, we're selling sex now. All right. Go have an authentic sexual experience. I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. Have you? I've enjoyed sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Are you working harder than ever at your job, but find yourself getting no 